Hey, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever met someone who said they were a Christian, but they didn't act like it? Like, you know, so once you really kind of got to know them and you're like, you know, they, I think they may even go to church. You know, maybe even they go to that Santa Maria Foursquare church, you know, but, but when you start to get to know them, like their attitudes, their behaviors, their actions, their relationships, how they just deal with life, it doesn't look like Jesus at all. And you're like, what is going on with their life? Well, I can tell you one thing about someone who fits that description. It is that they have not yet become a disciple of Jesus. See, because disciples of Jesus are the ones who don't just go to church. They didn't just make a decision a long time ago saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, give my heart to Jesus. What they're doing is they're actually saying, I want to become like Jesus, Disciples are followers of Jesus who say, I want my life to reflect his. So when it comes to this idea of discipleship, there is one passage of scripture that I believe is right at the epicenter. It's found in Ephesians chapter 4, and it was the Apostle Paul, someone who was a a close follower of Jesus, who did become a disciple uh, of Christ and was a follower of Jesus. His life was transformed by Christ. And then he went around and did things like started churches. And then he wrote letters to churches that we still have that are captured in the Bible. And one of them is the book of Ephesians. He was writing a letter back to his friends at this church that he'd started in the city of Ephesus. And so right here in chapter 4, verses 11 through 15, is this incredible passage of scripture, and it really hits at the heart of discipleship. We'll put it on the screen. Read along with me. He says, now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility, he says, do a couple things. Listen to this. Equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. That's who you and I are. We're part of this church that, that God gave different leadership gifts to people who would then help to equip and to build up the church. And he says, this will continue until we have all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord. Can you say those words? Mature in the Lord. Fully formed, he says, in the likeness of Christ. And then he goes on and he says, then, okay, when we're fully formed in the likeness of Christ, we're mature, he says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth 
in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And there in your notes, you've gotten your handout. And, and if you are online and didn't get a handout, well, guess what? We've made one available for you. You can go over to our website, sm4.org. And if you click today on the updates link, you're going to see in there that you can download a copy of the same handout that everybody here received today. But in your handout, there's, there's a little, like a, a little pullout from that passage that we just read that I'd like for you to, to meditate on. Because these are the words that I think are right at the core of what the Apostle Paul was writing to his friends in Ephesus. He's saying, we will be mature in the Lord, fully formed in the likeness of Christ, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Listen, discipleship is this journey that we're on of becoming more and more like Jesus. And it says in here that we're to, we will be mature. Guess what that means? That when we first put our trust in Jesus, guess what? We're immature. We're just like immature little kids like, okay, I, I, like I said yes to Jesus. I, I gave him my, my life. I, I put my trust in him. You know, he, I, okay, I, I believe that he did go to the cross and die for me so that he would take my sin. Okay, that's great. That is where we start as believers in Jesus. But that's not where we finish. Because when we first do that, we're still immature believers. We're immature. But discipleship is this pathway of saying we're moving from immaturity to maturity. Sometimes that, that can happen pretty quick in a person's life as they just start to really get serious about like, man, I want to be more and more like Jesus. Other people, like maybe the one I mentioned at the beginning, like you've met somebody who says they're a believer, they go to church and maybe they can even quote a lot of scripture to you but that scripture hasn't been rooted in their lives yet. And so they're, they're still making decisions that show that, well, they're, they're kind of immature in their faith. But it says that we're to move from immaturity to maturity so that we would become fully formed. Fully formed in the likeness of Christ Jesus himself. We are to become just like Jesus, just like Jesus. And this happens when we grow in every way to be more like him. So when you think about all the different areas of life, right, that our lives represent, every one of them, like our attitudes, our actions, our behaviors, the way that we treat other people in relationships, the way we handle our money, the way that we handle our sexuality, every part of our life is meant to come under the lordship of Jesus because we're following him and we're saying, I want to be like you, fully formed in every area of my life. So I take my marriage, right? I take the way I, I raise my kids. I take the way that I'm a neighbor, like in the, in the neighborhood that God has placed me. 
the way that I, I participate as a, as a part of a church family. Every single one of these areas says, okay, God, I'm giving you everything of who I am because I'm to be fully formed. Say those words, fully formed. Say them again, even at home, fully formed. I, wanna, I don't want to be mature, any, any, immature anymore. I want to grow as a mature believer who is fully formed in the likeness of Christ. How does this happen? It happens as we grow in every way, as disciples of Jesus. Now, the Santa Maria Foursquare Church, I mean, this is what we are all about because it is our goal that everyone who comes to this church home, right, everyone who comes here, we want to see you growing. I want to be myself growing as a disciple, not just someone who's a convert, not someone who's just like filling a seat in a church. I want to grow and I want you to all grow together as disciples, moving more and more into maturity. And so when we at Santa Maria Foursquare talk about this topic of discipleship, we use three words. If you've been around Santa Maria Foursquare for any length of time, you could repeat these to me. But today, we're kind of like reflecting on this, and it's for a really important reason that we'll get to in a few minutes. But I want to reflect on these three words. We talk about discover, develop, and deploy. We say that everyone who is a follower of Jesus, who's wanting to become a disciple, that all three of these areas are going to be happening in your life. There's going to be discovery, there'll be development, and there'll be something we call deployment, the three Ds. And you see up on the screen right now that there is a little, like a little model that we use when we talk about these three words. And you'll see that they're, they're arrows, but they form a circle, so they're like all going on simultaneously. And we do it that way because, because of two reasons. We, we kind of diagrammed it that way because it's not always sequential. It's not like you start at one, and then you go to the other, and then that other one's done, and now you go on to the third, and I don't have to think about those other things anymore. Not the way it works. Now, typically, we all start with discovery because you can't grow in something that you don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have to know in order to grow. And so typically, you know, we're gonna start with that place of discovery. But once we've given our lives over to Jesus, all of these three things are happening simultaneously all at the same time. We're making new discoveries we're developing in our growth and maturity in Christ, and we're going, we're deploying, right? All three of those are happening at the same time. The other cool thing about that is that they fuel each other. They, they like one fuels the others. So let me give you an example. When you start making new discoveries about Jesus, and you see new things in his word and they're coming alive, guess what that's gonna do? That's gonna fuel deeper development. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this about God. I didn't realize that he actually wants to be the Lord over this part of my life. And so now I'm giving him this part of my life. 
Like, right, whatever it is, your marriage, you know, your relationships, whatever it is, it's like, oh, see, now I'm making a new discovery about how God wants to be the Lord of this area of my life. And so what do I do? I say, okay, God, this is new to me, but I'm going to step into it and learn to become obedient in this area. And so then once we do that, we didn't just make a discovery, but we're actually beginning to live out that discovery and that's development. And then as, as we develop more in the Lord, that's going to lead us to wanting to do things in his name and, and join him on his activity in the world around us. So I want us for the next few minutes to kind of, I would say double click on each of these three words, right? Discover, develop, deploy. Let's double click on those so we can kind of go deeper. And so we make sure that as a church family that we're really in understanding about what these mean and what our heart is, right? As followers of Jesus who want to grow as his disciples. The first one, discover. In your notes, you're going to see there's a place you can write something in there. Disciples are always learning. Disciples are learners, right? Consistently making fresh insights into who God is, what he has said, and where we find ourselves in his grand, great, passionate story. Right? We're always making new discoveries. In fact, that's one of the reasons that I believe it's so important to be a part of a church family, like consistently showing up, whether you're here in person or whether you're consistent about saying, man, I'm online with you every week, even if I can't be there. Wonderful thing about the internet is that you don't even have to like live in Santa Maria to be part of the Santa Maria Foursquare Church. But listen, the, the reason it's so important to be consistent about that is because I need to continually be fueling my understanding about who God is. There's so much to know. In fact, we're not going to know it all, the Bible says, until we see him face to face. We are lifelong learners when it comes to the things of Jesus and, and the word of God, right? We're just informed, like, God, show me who you are. I want to get to know you better every single day. And that's the spirit of discovery. And if you picture with me, like a little seed, right? You, you've, you've held seeds. You've probably planted some seeds. You know, you've seen them in the hardware store, those little seed packets. If you just picture a, a seed, Maybe a seed of like a, of an apple tree. I know you've all seen apple seeds because I know you, when you were kids, you used to eat all the way down to the core, right? Right. Then we got old and we started using those little chink things and, like, and you don't see the core anymore. You just throw it out. But in the middle of those apples, there's these seeds. If you picture an apple seed, discovery isn't just like a little dry, crusty seed, right? It's about a seed that has sprung to life. A seed that is like, all of a sudden, boom, there's like little life squirting out of that seed. And that's like discovery. Because we may have heard about God. We may have heard the story of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, many, many times. But it's kind of like these little dry, crusty seeds. Bing, bing, you know, like just bouncing off of us. And we didn't ever really make a discovery about it. 
until that time when it all of a sudden made sense. And all of a sudden, something, like the, we went from darkness to light, something clicked, and like, oh, now I understand. And that's just what scripture tells us. If you, if you look there in your notes, Colossians 1, 6, something else the apostle Paul wrote to a church, he said, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you, listen to this, since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. See, discovery happens not only when you hear something, but when you hear and understand. And it's like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand now I understand some more of God's grace in this particular area. And do you remember when you very first put your trust in Jesus? Do you remember that day? Do you remember that moment when you said yes to Jesus and his gracious offer of salvation to you? Do you remember that, that time, that moment? Because I believe that was probably when you made your first and most significant discovery now, somebody may have been telling you about Jesus for a bunch of years. You may have heard about it on TV, flipping around some channel, and you heard about God, you heard about Jesus. didn't quite make sense, or it's like, maybe that's good for some other people, but it's not good for me. Maybe that's good news for my mom. Maybe that's good news for my brother. It's not good news for me. But then all of a sudden, boom, that seed springs to life. And all of a sudden, there is this beautiful and deep understanding that comes to say, no, that good news is for me. And we move darkness into light, right? Boom, the lights go on. And discovery is made, fueled by the Holy Spirit himself. And we move into discovery, well, guess what? It's not just about salvation. It's not just about the gospel and saying yes to Jesus. Once we've said yes to Jesus, he has thousands of more things that he wants to now reveal to us, to show us through his Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth and into reading in the scripture where we're like just fueled day by day into making new discovery. And that's what disciples do. But we don't just stop a discovery. We then move into development. And I'll just tell you, you know, I'm, I'm old now, right? So I've been around, met a whole bunch of people, followers of Jesus. I believe that there's a lot of people who have their discipleship interrupted because they're people who actually have, they've made lots of discoveries about God's word. Like they could, they could probably tell me some of God's word better than I know it myself, but they've never developed because development is not just about making discoveries. In fact, God's word tells us that knowledge puffs up. Like we can just learn so many things that we just think like, oh man, I'm so, so, so strong as a believer because I know a lot of things about what the Bible says. That is not the heart of a disciple. It's not just to learn more stuff. 
Yes, we're to be consistently making discoveries, but we've got to move beyond just knowing something in our mind. We've got to move into development. Because where we said disciples are always learning, development tells us that disciples are growing stronger. Always, always learning, but always growing stronger. Becoming faithful people who are maturing in their faith, able to stand strong no matter the size of the storm. Now listen, picture that little seed again that sprang to life. That was discovery. But in development, it's like that tree is now beginning to send down roots, right? It's pressing through that hard soil and getting down like even breaking rocks, right? How many of you have a, a tree like on your, you know, where, where you live on your property and it's actually like breaking up the concrete, I've got one of those in my backyard, right? Got this patio. It's got these cracks because the tree, what is it doing? It's developing. It's becoming stronger. It is becoming this mature tree. It don't care about the concrete there. In our lives, it's like the hard things in life. Those storms that are going to come. The, just the challenges that we're going to live through. Every single one of us. But in development, we're moving beyond discovery to that place where we are sinking down our roots and becoming really rooted in the Lord, really strong and breaking up even the hard stuff that we're going to confront. Man, I love what Jesus said about development. It's found in this little story that he tells in Luke chapter 6, verses 47 and 48. And he says this, I say, he says, I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. I want you to just hold it right there. Hold, hold your thoughts right there. Someone who hears my words, that's discovery, right? That's someone who, who has said, okay, <clears throat> I have heard and I understand what God is saying. I now know what Jesus says about that thing and I love it. I dig it. I'm saying yes to Jesus and what he said. But what Jesus is saying here is that there's more to that. That we don't just hear his words. We don't just make discovery. But he says, puts them into practice. Like taking God's word and saying, this is what I am building my life on. I'm going to like take God's word and I'm going to practice it. I'm going to do what he says. So let's go on. He says, I'm going to tell you what he's like. Who hears my words and puts them into practice. <clears throat> he is like a man building a house who did what? Who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, because they're gonna, when a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. And I'm telling you, that right there, my friends, is what development is all about. It's becoming mature. It's becoming strong. Listen, if, if discovery is like being in the classroom, development is like going into the gym. Right? Right? 
I mean, I, I'm going to like, I'm going to face storms. I'm going to, I'm going to hit, but I'm going to hit them head on. I'm not going to get knocked over by those storms. I'm going to become strong so that I'm going to be able to press through those and not get toppled over by the things that life throws at me. As I just look around the room today, I just know that there are precious followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus who have gone through really hard things, things that could have taken your life, things that could have destroyed your marriage, things that like could have literally just stolen away every bit of like spiritual life and energy that you have in you, right? Addictions, diseases, you know, all these different kinds of things that could have taken you out. But I'm looking right now at a bunch of people who I say, I know are disciples because the storm did not take you out. You stood on that firm rock. You were someone who had dug down deep. And listen, as a pastor, I'm always grieved by the pain that people are going through. You know, I'm, I'm always grieved. When, when people are going through pain, listen, I, it's hard. It's hard on you. It's, it's hard on me. It's hard on your family when you're going through something. But listen, when we understand development, what we do, what we understand is we understand that those kinds of pain are the, actually the type that bring gain, real gain, in fact, what the Word of God tells us, you can read this in James and other places, is that we are actually to rejoice when we hit those really hard times, those storms that come, those temptations, those lies of the enemy that are battling and waging war within us. We're to rejoice because that's how we grow mature. If there is no pain, you'll never get to the gain of being strong and mature. So just know, storms are coming. But don't be somebody who only hears God's word, doesn't put it into practice, because in that story, Jesus said, well, those people are like those who just built their house on the sand. No digging down deep. No sinking those roots down, right, to protect them. And so they were just built on sand. And when the storm comes, what happens? Boom, hits the house, washes it away. And we've seen that happen. Some in our own lives and some, right? We're in this rebuilding thing because our house got knocked over. It's like, oh, I'm going to start again, but this time i got to dig down deep. So, so there's the discovery, there's the development, but there's a third aspect that we need to understand is in the life of all disciples, and that is we are called to deploy, Listen, Jesus' last words to his disciples was to go, to go. He didn't say just hang out here. He said, go into all the world. We are to be goers. We're the ones who are the sent ones of Jesus. And disciples pick up on that as they make those discoveries and they begin to develop. They're saying, man, I was created to actually do something for the Lord. And deployment is this. Disciples are always on mission. We're always learning. We're always growing stronger. And we're always on mission. Always. 
always understanding that man, God has something for me to do as his representative, as his ambassador on this earth and in my home and in my neighborhood and my place of work. So we wrote there, disciples are always on mission, activating their faith by joining God on his mission. I'm not doing my own mission. I'm doing his mission to love and redeem a broken world. Anything that is broken, relationships, attitudes, hurts, just oppression of different people, all those kinds of things. Man, it's, it's, it's taking us to that place where we understand that part of my, oh, part of my joy as a follower of Jesus being used by him on his mission to restore those things that have been broken. Am I ready for that? Well, yeah, I think, I think all of you that are here probably are ready to be deployed because, listen, if God has done something in you, he is now ready to do something through you. If he's done it in you, he'll do it through you. So even if you're like brand new to Jesus, if you've said yes to him and have experienced his grace, guess what? You're now able to say, okay, I don't know everything, but I know something. And I can take what I know and I can give it to someone else. I can use that in someone else's story as God would show me how to do that. I want to be someone who is on mission, someone who is deployed. I love 1 Corinthians 15, 58. There's so many different scriptures I could have chosen uh, for, for this deployment. But, but here's one that I just love. Paul writes and says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters... Right, my church family. He says, let nothing move you. Right, so he's talking to, to people saying, I want you to develop those strong roots. Make sure your life is built on the foundation of Jesus. Let nothing move you. But then he goes on and says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Man, I love that promise there. Everything that we do that is like on this deployment, joining God on his mission is not gonna be in vain. That means we're not just gonna be like wasting our time serving Jesus. We're actually called always and fully to be on mission. Always and fully. Fully, just like I'm engaged, all of who I am, I'm engaged on this mission that God has for me. Now listen, my mission's gonna look different than your mission because God crafted you beautifully and uniquely to like meet needs that I can't meet, uh, that I won't be able to like accomplish God's mission the way he's designed you to accomplish God's mission. But guess what? You're not gonna be able to accomplish God's mission the way that he designed me to do. So it takes all of us deploying together to meet the needs that are huge in our world. Man, some people's mission has taken them to faraway lands. Man, I think of like Pastor Joel and Veronica Adiola, our missionaries to southern Mexico. That they're doing things that I could never do. There's other people who, who God has raised up to help bring justice to those who are oppressed in different parts of the world that we can scarcely imagine. There are followers of Jesus, disciples, 
who have given their life to be on the mission of rescuing children out of sex trafficking and all kinds of things that are just like, could just ruin a soul. And God has put different people in mission on different places. We are called to say yes to whatever he has for us. Some of you may be called to do what I'm doing, like actually pastor a church. Man, if that's something that God is putting in your heart, I want to partner with you. How could we help develop you into someone who could do this very thing? And with God's help and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, I believe it can be done. So that you would deploy and be super fruitful, that none of your labor in the Lord would be in vain. Now listen, discover, develop, deploy. All of those things have to be happening within the life of a disciple because they all work together. If you take one of them out, discipleship breaks down. Like it kind of grinds to a halt. Someone who's making a lot of discoveries, they're even going on mission, they're actually out there serving Jesus, doing stuff, but they stop developing somewhere, guess what's gonna happen? That, that their ministry, their, what they're doing is gonna collapse on itself because they haven't grown that place of maturity in their life that'll keep them strong when the storms come. Or someone who's like, man, I'm, I'm like rooted, my feet are on the Lord, nothing's gonna topple me over, but they stop making discoveries. After a while, things start to feel stale in their life and in their spirit. And they start to say things like, man, I'm just kind of burned out. I, I'm just burned out. I've been on deployment. I've been doing stuff. I've been trying to stand strong. But like, I, I'm not refreshed in my spirit with those new discoveries of the Lord that are designed to just fuel my spirit. Guess what? After a while, burnout comes because we're not staying fresh in the Lord. All three have to be going on simultaneously. That little wheel, right? Those little arrows, discover, develop, deploy. All three just driving each other. Pull one out, it breaks apart. Now, I've been thinking about this quite a bit over this last year. Over these last seasons when we've had this really, really odd year. Uh, and like, and I, like, God, how has that impacted our church? Because we're about discipleship. And the way we describe it, God, you know, we talk about discovery, development, and deployment. And so what can I learn? What do you want to show me? And there's a couple of things that I've reflected on on these past seasons that I just want to take the last few minutes and just share with you. And then kind of, I believe, a beautiful discovery moment. And then what we're going to be doing to kind of fix something that I think could get out of alignment or we could like really break in, in our discipleship. Two things I've noticed. One is that when I've reflected back on everything that we've done over the past couple of few years in our Wednesday sessions, right? We used to, before the pandemic, we used to gather on Wednesdays 16 weeks a year and we would have what we just called sessions. And those were like discipleship fueling courses. How can we help fuel the, the lives of disciples? And so when I started reflecting about the majority of the, the different course opportunities we gave, I recognized that most of those fell within the area of development. To take people who are already committed to Jesus, now how do we grow stronger? 
How do we put our roots down deeper? How do we figure out life in Jesus so we don't get knocked over? So we offered courses like EHS, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Love that course. We offered classes. I taught like ministry leadership. Like how do we help people learn how to develop and then deploy as ministry leaders? Really, really good stuff. I mean, it was tremendous. But most of them were right on that developmental area. Not so much on discovery, not so much on deployment. The other thing that I've really reflected on is that during this pandemic that we've experienced over the past year, that we've done little bits when it's come to deployment. Little bits. Like, how do we be on the mission as a church of activating our faith as a whole body of believers? How do we get what God's given us here and take it out onto the streets? right? As a church, how do we move beyond our four walls and begin to engage our family, our neighbors, our co-workers, people we go to school with, all those, all those others that Jesus loves and says, that's why I've called you on mission. And I think that we've done some little things, but I feel that it is, it's, it's almost like the pandemic has kind of created the perfect storm that has made it really challenging to deploy, has like created extra obstacles. You know, like you as an individual, you still have your like circle of influence. You can do that. But I'm talking like as a church, right? As a church, how do we get Jesus out onto the streets? And that's been challenging for us. And I am committed. Like I believe that we have to do all three of these, discovery, development, and deployment. And I feel deployment has really taken a hit in this past year. And it's concerned me. And so I started bringing this before the Lord and saying, God, what would you allow us to do as a church family to help us move beyond that, especially in the areas of discovery and deployment? How do we help uh, people continue to make fresh discoveries in the Lord, whether they know him yet or not, and then how do we activate our church to be people who aren't just learning, aren't just growing, don't just come to church on Sunday, but then be the church on Monday? right? How do we deploy? And so I am so excited about what is coming in just 11 days. 11 days from now. Now, if you've been around uh, in the, listening to our conversations over the past couple of weeks, you've probably picked up on something that we've talked about called Alpha. Alpha is an amazing ministry opportunity. It is a course that was developed um, over 25 years ago by this awesome church in England that has now, it's just gone global. Uh, in fact, a couple of years ago, over 25 million people around the world had gone through the 11-week Alpha course. And I love Alpha because it really, really does two things really well. Number one, and it's here in your notes, I want you to write this down so you catch this and, and like really like understand how, how incredible this is. Alpha, number one, nails discovery. It nails discovery because over these 11 weeks, 
that it, it, it's this, this video curriculum that like helps to unpack stuff that I believe helps to fill in the blanks that people have about faith. Like, who is Jesus? Why does that matter? What is the Bible? Why should we read it? What is prayer? How do we pray? Now listen, those discoveries, I believe, are essential kind of discoveries to make for the life of every believer. And you may say, well, I kind of know those things. I maybe could even teach the course on on some of those things. And I would say, "You're, you're probably right. You probably could. But can your children? Can your brother, can your sister, can your mom, can your dad, can your aunt, can your uncle, can your next door neighbor, can your coworkers? And this is the other thing that is amazing is not only does Alpha nail discovery, but number two, it is a platform for deployment. Alpha is this amazing platform for deployment because the discovery process in Alpha is not just for you. It is for you to invite others to Alpha with you. And I am so excited because starting the week after Easter, on Thursday, April 12th, all of our adults are going to get invited. And if you're like an older teen or whatever, you can dive into the adult version as well. But here's the cool thing. Not only are our adults going to be going through it, but our entire church family, our youth are going to be going through this special youth version of Alpha at the same time parents and and the adults are going through Alpha. They're going to have Alpha live up on Wednesday nights. And we're actually even creating through our church family an Alpha Kids Club that's going to be beginning later in April on Tuesday afternoons where kids from our church and from our neighbor are going to get, get, uh, be able to come together and have their own version of Alpha. This is for the entire church. So if you're saying, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I like, can make the time or whatever. I'm like saying, listen, I am personally leading this for our English congregation. Pastor Sergio is like, he's the one leading this for our uh, Spanish-speaking congregation. We are in this. If I can go through Alpha, you can go through Alpha. Okay? Doesn't matter how mature you are in the Lord. I want us to all go through this because it's not just about us making fresh discoveries. It's also about who are we inviting to the story? Because I, I could just guarantee that so many people in this room, you have had faith conversations with others. People in your family, neighbors, coworkers, maybe even people you go to school with. I don't know. You know, it's like, hey, what, what do you think about God? And, and you know, what, what do you think about Jesus? Or, you know, do you go to church? And those sort of conversations around faith. But, but there are people who haven't yet put their trust in Jesus. Alpha is a fantastic fantastic opportunity for you not to send people to Alpha, to invite them to Alpha by saying, hey, you know what? My church is kind of sponsoring this thing. We're, we're going to be like in this, uh, you know, a Thursday night conversation for, for a couple months. I'm going to be taking this. Would you like to come and join me? Because we're just going to be like learning about faith together. And so great opportunity. It is so well done. And uh, next week we're going to show you a clip from it so you can kind of get even more excited. But I want to tell you, Alpha is for our whole church 
family. You got to sign up. We've made a really easy way for people to sign up. You can actually take out your phones, okay, because you can sign up right now just by texting uh, SM4Alpha to the number 97000, okay? SM4Alpha to 97000. If you text that, it'll pop up a little dialogue that says, uh, hey, welcome. Uh, give us your details, and we're, what we're going to do is we're going to send you all of the links because we're doing this together on Zoom. Uh, sometime in the future, we'll probably do them back in person when everybody's comfortable doing that. But we're starting Alpha Online because it's going to just create like the fewest uh, obstacles for people to join in. They can sit at their own kitchen table. They can sit in their backyard and join in each week on Zoom for 11 weeks. Man, I am so excited because we're a church that is committed to discovery, to development, and to deployment. And I believe that this Alpha opportunity is gonna create one of the best opportunities we have ever had one of the best opportunities we've ever had for deployment. Because you can even invite family members and friends that don't even live anywhere near us because it's all online. If they got a computer, they got a smartphone, they can log on, they can participate. I'm so just excited about, about this opportunity for us all. But for it to be for us all, I'm going to really ask that you prioritize this. If there's any way that you can join us on Thursday nights, 7 to 8.30, I'm going to ask that you join me and a bunch of other people in our church family for this. It is going to be great. I look forward to what Jesus is going to do in our lives and in our friends' lives um, through, through this great ministry. Let's pray. Jesus, as we've just been talking about growing as your disciples, discovering, developing, and deploying. God, I pray that we would become, as a church family, this group of fully formed followers of you that move from immaturity to maturity, that move, Lord, from being people who kind of stumble around and get knocked over by temptations and by all just the stuff that life throws at us, to being people who are strong, Stable, mature, not easily toppled over. And Lord, when we do know people who get toppled over, Lord, that we would be there as people on mission to extend your hand to rescue those who've fallen over. And Jesus, we pray right now, Lord, for this upcoming Alpha session that we're gonna be in together. Lord, that it would be so fruitful in our lives, but it would be so fruitful, so fruitful, Lord, in the lives of, of many others who would join with us who haven't yet made a commitment to Christ. Lord, I ask that you would give us opportunities, the words to speak, Lord, that would help to fuel other people's excitement also about joining in this unique opportunity. So Lord, help us on this journey as we become your disciples and go into all the world to make disciples of others. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're someone who says, I don't know if I've ever even made that very first discovery. I don't know if 
I have ever like said yes to Jesus. Guess what? You can do it today. We have some leaders that are here. Lisa, I'm gonna invite you to, to come on up. Other leaders that are here, I'm just gonna invite you to, to come on up right now. And if you are someone who would like to say yes to Jesus and just say, I wanna like go on record that I am saying yes to him. That I'm not somebody who's heard words, but then doesn't put them into practice. I wanna like actually say yes to Jesus, to pray with someone. We're here for you. You can come on up after service. And if you're online, you can jump right on over to our contact page on our website, sm4.org, because we're here for you. We want to join with you, pray with you, and we're so excited for your journey of discipleship in the Lord. Church, you're loved. We'll see you. Good Friday service, noon, Pacific Christian Center. I'm going to be there. And then Sunday, 8 and 9.30 a.m. in English, 11.30 a.m. in Espanol. You're loved. Go be the church.